What's happening? It's your boy Belly D Williams up in the building. I got face right here. You know, you know we this is the off the script podcast show with the bag and us crew. We in the building. How about you? What's happening, y'all? I got a special guest today, Miss Michelle in the building. How are you doing, Miss Lady? What's up, everyone? I'm all right. How are you doing today? I'm surviving. Surviving. Hey, that's all we can do right now, right? I guess. You know what I'm saying? No, actually it's not. We can live how we choose to live. Sometimes we really can't choose these N995s on the faces and stuff. You know what I'm saying? It's good to keep air out, keep the uh, the Rona out, and it also keeps the air in. You can't breathe. No, when I say when I say choose, I'm, I don't mean like survive living. You know, life or death. I mean, in the manner in which we live, whether we are poor, or wealthy, or complacent, or motivated, we can choose. Right. I choose to stay motivated and wealthy because I've been poor. It don't feel good, especially during the winter time no. when you ain't got no lights and gas and water. So, I've been poor. Yeah. And then, it, and then if you. Get cold. At least you can wrap yourself up in your money. <laughs> right, because I ain't burning. <laughs> I know that. I'm not going to burn. You money. notice I said wrap yourself up in it because I'm not burning it either. <laughs> right, got to get that bread. Have to. So, you so was, what's going on today? I don't know. You was had said something earlier to me, and I, I thought it was a good topic how you were saying. I'm paraphrasing if I don't get this completely correct. You were saying because a man with money has a better opportunity with women or is it his swagger that attracts a woman? Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, that's kind of along the lines. I was saying an ugly man with money has a better opportunity with women than a handsome man with no money. And then there has to be a little swag, you know, tiny in there at the same time. Now, I'm not saying this is for all women, but for the majority in the world that we live in right now, mm-hmm. I believe that to be true. Okay. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. Me me personally, if a, a handsome man like myself is broke and an ugly man with money has a better opportunity with a woman, that's really a messed up situation to be in because what is that really saying about that woman? It says flat out she's a gold digger. Kanye said it best. I'm just saying, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's no way to beat around the bush about it. And 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 if that's the lifestyle you choose to live, there's nothing wrong with being a gold digger as long as that woman owns up to it. Hey, then she does what she does what she do. But for for the most of us women who are strong and independent and, ha- and like for a man to be added to us or add to what we already have, then that's not the path we choose to go on. I wouldn't look down on a woman like that, but I don't think I'd be in her company as a friend. Mm-hmm. Definitely not. So. Because a woman like that, she kind of goes for anything. She'll, she'll date a married man. You know, she'll be a side chick. Um, what was that movie Um, where he bought her for a night they can be bought for a night 
So those kind of women <sighs> lack a lot, I should say. Yeah, some of them that you you know um, that can be bought for nights. They are usually what they call um, professional women of leisure, <laughs> where they in the um, what's that feel? I want to. It feels it starts with a, a p. Um, um, a prostitute? No, professional. We call those professional women oh. that don't need to Escort? wear suit and ties. Yeah. You know how to be trying to call them escorts. <laughs> no. You know, I'm from the hood. I call it's them hookers. Them some hookers. You know what I'm saying? Or as our grandparents used to say, trollops. <laughs> yeah, you know, the hardest thing on their body is they calves because they walking all the time. They be looking strong. They look strong. Oh, okay. What, what I don't want to do is knock a woman in her hustle. That's what I want. I don't want to do. Because when a woman, when a woman kind of resorts to that kind of thing, it, it's her hustle. That's how she's getting her extra money or even her money. You know, maybe that may be her only option or she feels that's her only option. I don't ever, I don't ever want to knock a woman in her hustle. That could be her hustle. And you know, you kind of, in this world, you get in where you fit in. That's true. And, and, and if you kind of look at it, some of them live better than we do. I know, like, fifty so. of them that's living way better than me. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> uh, they they didn't they didn't change the game a ball away. They went from um just being um, professionals to being the management. Also, they professional and management. So hey, especially I don't understand what you mean by that. Okay. Um, you know how they had a pimp and a worker? Nah, they pimping mm-hmm. they, they pimping themselves out. So that's cutting out management. Oh. So when they moved into management because of the internet, now you can go on the internet, you can do that, you can sell this, you can sell that. Some people still back in like they in the eighties selling underwear. Now you can smell me. And don't even have to see Oh wow. Me. All right. All right, all right. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So back to the top. Do you believe being handsome yourself that you've ever been old, been looked over by a woman that you were interested in because she found a man that had more money than you? Of course I have. I've been looked over several times. By um they um I didn't know the type of character those women were, but they um they bypassed me because I was um catching the bus. I was struggling. And they went with somebody that gonna give them a quick cash, but when they come to find out, just speaking from my personal personal experiences, that that guy with all the money was leaving them with black eyes and get abusing them and whatnot. Then they want to run back to the guy that was just trying to treat them nicely. But wait, broke men beat up women too, though. That's tr- that's even See? more true. But I well, I don't beat women, so I'm just was t- talking about that from my point of view but he said something about a woman passed you up because you was catching the bus yeah and I did at our age I wouldn't date someone who catches the bus now I would date someone I would date someone who didn't have a nice car or truck I would definitely date someone who didn't have that but I, I wouldn't date someone who didn't have a vehicle because then that means if he's living in an hour away from me and we go on a date, that means I have to go pick him up, drive him home, and then come home myself. That's too much. 
Yeah, but you also got to give the person the opportunity to see if what kind of position they in though. But just as, just assume that um, I stay an hour away from you, which I don't know too many people that's gonna drive an hour to go see somebody for a date. But that's just me. Um, twenty minutes, thirty maybe. But an hour away to go on a date that's that's kind of pushing it so they could um their car could be in the shop they could have just gotten into an accident and their luck is changed by meeting you and things of that nature but not giving the person the opportunity to get to know you that's really like kind of jacked up though well that's what i choose i don't i don't want to be an escort for someone i don't want an uber i should say for someone that's just not something i'm interested in doing or if I'm getting ready, I have to leave a little bit earlier to go pick him up. That that's too much. I don't I don't want to do that. So you or you don't want to decide to do something. That's that's correct. That's absolutely correct. Say for instance, if we had a spontaneous thing to do, mm-hmm. I would have to go pick him up, and then. By the time I get to him, we having a conversation. It's no longer spontaneous. No, but sometimes it didn't ruin the mood. Okay, well, we in cities that cars is the main mode of transportation. But what if cities like New York and stuff, where subways, taxi cabs are the main mode of transportation? Do you think those rules still apply in those cities? Um, I I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say yes, and I wouldn't say no. I'm, I've never lived in those cities, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. I know from television, as, as well as visiting, that it's congested there. Right. So I wouldn't be able to honestly answer that question. But from where I live, it isn't congested, and I prefer for you to have a car. Oh, so it's just your personal preference that you prefer it's to date a man, even if he's driving a bucket, it's okay. If he's driving a bucket, that's fine with me, just as long as you're able to get to where we're going. Even if he has car troubles, I still date him. Mm-hmm. You just cannot not have a vehicle. What if he just happened to meet you in his car in the shop? Then he can meet me again when he get out. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's just my preference. I just don't. I don't like getting over to someone. I just. That's he, something he, I just not interested in doing. He, he may want to get in the Uber with you. You don't may have to drive. He may say, "Look, I, I'm finna swing the car by," and it's an Uber. Would that still not be good enough? You know, I can honestly say he would never get a chance to get an Uber because if he doesn't have a car, we would never get there. Okay, so you shut you cutting a person off at the kneecaps off rip. No, he cut himself off at the seat <laughs> at the wheels when he started having to use his feet. <laughs> How? <laughs> <laughs> okay, check this out. Because I've been in this situation before, right? Check this out. So have I. No, no, no. Let's listen to this situation. Listen to the situation. I got my car. I'm rolling. I'm cruising. Minding my own business. Somebody decided to take their vehicle and run into me. So I'm in the hospital for like two or three days. You know, I'm out. You know, I got to catch the bus because I still got to get to where I got to get to. I meet this young lady. She shot, she shot me down. 
because I don't deal. She, this is what she said. I don't deal with people that catch the bus. Y'all broke. Y'all need to be better than that. But I'm like, you catching the bus too. How you figured I got to have a car and you ain't got one? But okay, cool, cool. So after I get my new whip and whatnot, I see the same young lady at the bus stop. I pull up on her. I'm like, can I get your number? She's like, yeah. No, I'm straight. Because when I was catching the bus from my accident, you know what I'm saying? Hey, it is what it is. Karma comes full circle sometimes quicker than what you think. But you not. I'm sorry, you broke up. Everything has a has a good potential. Everything has potential, no matter how you look at it. True. And it's up to you to look at the situation and assess if there's a possibility and if it isn't. Mm-hmm. And if you decide that looking at the situation as it stands, where it is, that that isn't something for you, then you can't knock a person for it. That's their life and how they choose to use it. Now, if I'm at a bus stop and you at a bus stop and I pass you by and I say, no, thank you, and then you get a car, you should have had rental insurance on your car from the first place, so you wouldn't be on the bus. But anyway. Whoa, um, whoa, whoa, whoa. My hey. insurance company, they take anywhere from 7 to 30 days before they cut that check. No. And all of I mean, on a rental. Oh, well. Hey, I want to say the extra forty dollars a month. So, no, I don't, I personally don't even have rental car insurance on my car right now. If I get hit, I'm just gonna have to wait that seven to thirty days. No, I can't do it. I, I can't do it. I can't. I see. I would have to use public transportation. <clears throat> I can't do it. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to do it. I mean, I would. I would do it if I had to. But uh-huh. since I can make, since I have a choice to keep that from happening, I have renters insurance. On my auto insurance. Okay. So that I won't have to use public transportation. Cool. Cool. So, but anyway, as I was saying, if he came back around and he had a vehicle mm. and he approached me, if I remember him and he's in a nice car or a car, whichever, um, if I show interest and he decides to move on, then fine, no power to him. I can't be mad at him. He's still kind of bitter because I didn't want to talk to him since he didn't have the car. I can't be mad at him for that. I may not even remember. He may look different in the car than he did at the bus stop. <laughs> <laughs> that's so messed up. That is just so messed up. Because that reminds me of that Mike Jones song, Back Then They Didn't Want Me, Now I'm Hot, They All On Me. You know what I'm saying? That's... <laughs> Come on. I mean, that's honestly speaking. When you're at a bus stop, you look different. Your your whole being is different at a bus stop than it is if you're in the car. In the car, you have a view, but your your view is not as clear as it is if the person is standing with you at a bus stop. You know what? It, so it then, you know what? Because today, today, I was um, I was standing at a bus stop. And a person looked at me. They looked at me from head to toe. And they had that look of disgust in their eyes. But I was standing at the bus stop waiting on somebody because I didn't feel like being in the car because I've been in the car all day. You know how you get you in the car and you're, you get to, you're tired legs and whatnot, you want to stand up? So the blood will flow. I right? do. So mm-hmm. later on, this this young lady was at Arby's and she see me. And I'm I'm in line in my car. And she stared me all down like I'm a big old T-bone steak and she hungry. So, no, 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 baby girl. You you keep it pushing. 
enjoy the view, take a picture, save it in memory. <laughs> but um, back then, now I'm hot. Now you want me, but I'm good. I'm good on that. Well, <clears throat> sometimes you miss opportunities in all different in all different ways. So if that was an opportunity missed for me, then hey, I can take it. I created it. I can take it. But that's just me. I don't want to date a man who doesn't have a vehicle. That's true. I understand. I wouldn't want to date a woman that didn't have a vehicle either. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. But typically, this is where it's kind of is a is a double standard. It's almost okay for women to have a, not have a vehicle and date a man who has one. But it isn't okay for a man not to have a vehicle it's not and a no, woman to have it's one. It's not no kind of double standard. That is an outright double standard. <laughs> because me personally, if a woman ain't got a car, yeah, I'll come pick her up. Because at the end of the day, guess what? The date don't work right, I'll be right back. Guess what? You sitting there sick as I'm cruising off down the street. You would leave her standard? What? Yeah. You would leave her stranded. I would leave her dusty and disgusted. That is cold blooded. How is it cold blooded? Because this young lady was out to dinner and she's like, I'm I'm not feeling it. And bust up and say, I'm finna go to the bathroom, just bust up. My man just sitting there just waiting and waiting and waiting. And she didn't come back. So if women <laughs> don't feel that the date is going anywhere and they're not cool with it, they bust up. Oh my girl called me. I gotta go. My baby home, I got to go. But men, if the date ain't going right, we man th- we man up and just say, okay, I'm going to finish this out. When it's over, then I'm gone. But women don't have that. Women don't do that. Women don't. They just bust up in the middle of it like, okay, I'm out. <sighs> nope, it's not working. I'm good. I'm done. Yep. That's a true statement. That, that is a true statement. And that kind of goes back to what I was saying about the car. And we are in the bout. He can't go get in his car and go about his business until we cool off. I I I can go get in mine. And you leave, <laughs> and you you will bust up and leave him bust dusted and disgusted. I, I will never ever ever do that. If I pick you up, I don't care how mad we are at each other. I'm gonna leave you where I leave you. I'm gonna take you back to where I found you or where I picked you up at. Well, you, That's cold blood. I believe in karma. I believe in karma. When you do well, people you, wrong, it comes back to you. You one of the rare ones because I know a bunch of people that just oh, get out my car, and pull of course I'm rare. Never come back. Hmm. Yeah, no, that is an eye. I wouldn't leave a person stranded. Uh-huh. That. That's just wrong right there. Flat out wrong. And it'll come back on you. Like it or not, it's coming. Yeah, yeah, we But if he had his own vehicle, we wouldn't have to worry about that. He can get in this. Yeah, true. I can get in mine, and we can talk about it later. No, we ain't done. Hmm? No, once it's over, it's over. I'm like, mm, you know what? It's been fun. Then they go in for a hug or kiss or something. Uh uh-uh, uh, handshakes. Once you get the handshake, it's over. It's done. Don't expect a phone call, don't expect a text. Nothing. Don't, don't even expect a carrier pigeon to send a letter. 
<laughs> yeah, I said okay. carrier pigeon. Uh, you you get a if you get luck, you get Pony Express. Once once it, once it goes south, it goes south. I mean, real south. Yeah. Well, so what would make a date go south for you? <sighs> what would make a date go south? Um, yeah, because most men, y'all believe that if you take a woman out to dinner, to get to the movies, you gotta go to a play or a show or a concert, concert at the end of the night, it's gonna end with the two of you in the bed. So would that be one of the things make a night go bad for you? When you know that it's not a possibility, even though you didn't spend all this money. Me personally, um, there's already ground rules being established. Okay. If I don't know you well, people say I'm cheap, but I'm actually not cheap. I'm planning. See, we go out to eat. We go get spend forty dollars on food. Cool. That's between the both of us. Forty dollars total with drinks and everything. You know what I'm saying? That's okay. Wait, what? Wait, 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 what? Forty dollars on. Did dinner. you say forty dollars? Four zero. Four zero. With drinks and food. That's okay to spend on a date. But once we cross that dinner is 40 and drinks, movie is another 40, maybe 50. Then we have a nightcap. Okay. Now we didn't crossed over that hundred dollar mark right there. Um something need to be along those lines of establishing something. Okay. Where is this? What direction are we going into? First of all, that should have already been took care of from the get go. What direction is we going as friends, or are we going as buddies? If we're going as friends, you take your half of the menu, which is under twenty dollars. Applebee's two for twenty, two for twenty five. If I'm feeling special. That was my next question. Where can you eat for forty dollars? Huh. Mm-hmm. Applebee's. I'm that was my next question. Like, where can you eat forty dollars? Applebee's. We we can split okay. an entree. You get your plate. I get my plate. You get something. To, get you something to drink. I grab me a soda. We good to go. Forty bucks. Forty six with tip. Then okay. If we establish that it's going to be more, okay, cool. I'm willing to spend a little more to have a little more fun. But if it's breaking down in that point. You calling me cheap, calling me out my name. You deserve better. This guy could have did this. This guy. Oh, oh mm, mm. no, 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 no. Finish your food. Time for me to drop you off. Or if not, you don't want me to drop you off. Have a good one. You could, huh? Here's my half of the bill. Handle your business. Because some of these women around me personally, oh, I need a hundred dollar bottle of champagne. For what? Who all are drinking? Is we filling up the is the club getting drunk or something? Then I need some lobster, some shrimp, then go home and say, Oh, I finna go to my man house. Can you drop me off? What? What kind of money have you been dealing with? That's why you have to know the people from the jump. Things have to be established. You have to establish where is this going. Because it was this one young lady that I was dealing with. She wanted me to pick her up, take her out to eat, spend my hard-earned money on her. 
that I work for. Just because you ain't working, okay, we can be friends. I'll take you out. But I ask for the simplest thing. You go to school for culinary. So you go to school to cook. I said, can you make me a pie? No. That's all you had to say. Once you tell me, no, we good. We are absolutely perfect. We are good. Trust me. We good. She did not want to make you a pie. Didn't want to make me a pie. Then say, can I babysit while she go get her hair done? Mm, yeah, I'll be right there. <laughs> Your baby be with you yeah. at the hair salon. <laughs> okay. You know what it sounds like? There's some underlying factors that you're leaving out. Huh? When you say establishing, there's some underlying things that you're leaving out. Some things that, that, that happen that you're leaving out. You know, reading between the lines. That may be, you let that woman know or believe that you are there for her needs. And you didn't have, she didn't have to be there for hers. You didn't have, you know, she didn't have to be there for yours. You somewhere along in the line in that day one or day two or how I don't know how long you've been on this woman. But it sounds like you made yourself available to her and she learned early on that that's the only way it needed to be or it could be. You didn't set your ground rules right. Which is why she says, Can you drop me off over my man house after she gets you to pay two hundred dollars for a meal? Which is I ain't why never paid two hundred dollars for a meal. I'm sorry. I mean, that's just a hypothetical number because I never really stated exactly. Okay. I must be able to talk. He just named off some things. So I'm assuming I just used a hypothetical number. Okay. So you laid the ground rules to say, "I'm your doormat. Walk on me. Walk all over me." You did that, which is what's that expression that my you teach people how to treat you. Mm-hmm. Hey. No, I didn't lay no. You no, the ground rules was we're friends. Okay, if we friends, we friends. Mm-hmm. That's fine. I have if you turn me down and we become friends. Okay, that's cool. But guess what? If I do for you, I take you out to eat. You can't do for me. Wait a minute. What, 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 what's this about? That's not cool. That's that's not being a friend. I do for you and my. I scratch your back and mine itch to death. No, that's not popping. That's not how we finna do that. So, those are type of that's the type of friend that you are. You want everyone to do for you, and you do nothing for no one, except yourself. So, okay, okay, I see where we stand at. We good. Just sit back. Okay, and- who's that type of friend to you? I don't want to mention the young lady's name. Okay, I just want to make sure. You- <laughs> okay, I mean. But it's like I said, you have to establish the ground rules. And sometimes you can only take, when someone says, I'm sorry, sorry means I won't do it again. But if they keep doing it, that means they don't respect you now. And that's why they never will. Right. That's why, you know what I'm saying, that I no longer or if have, you don't, I am no longer in contact, friendship, or any kind of affiliation with that person. When I see them in traffic, I look the other way. Okay. As long as you're real with yourself, that's all that matters, you know. Right. Yeah. Be, you know, so, <laughs> really, when the gloves come off, I'm the type of person like Kevin or I would cut you up and watch you bleed. Whoop. The um the lawyer that helped the city file bankruptcy, 
how he told the union, I'll cut y'all up so quick and watch y'all bleed out. That's exactly what the man said. And I'm like, oh, wow. This guy is cut. <laughs> I kind of deep. Huh? A city official to say that is public. That that's pretty deep, right there. I know, right? Mhm. It is most definitely. So you know. But nowadays in this trial era, you can get on TV and say any old kind of thing. Especially, especially if you say you can go in the middle of New York, shoot somebody in public, and still win the presidency. But that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's at the stage. That's at the stage for people to just follow the Karens, for, for people just to say whatever they want to say and do whatever they want to do. Yeah, like taking a full page ad out in the New York page talking about bring back the death penalty, even though the people was completely innocent and never once apologized for it. But hey, vote. Vote in this November. Vote, please. When you apologize, then you don't want to again. Because no one checks him about it. And if someone do try to check him, they try he overtalks them to make he overtalks them he do what he do every time if you watch the um every time he talk, only thing he do is a filibuster. He will I'll talk you until you give up trying to argue with somebody. And that's when he said he won, he made his point. Or he will destroy your career. Yeah. How many people have come up against him and their career is still intact? I don't Not know. many. I don't really know. I don't really deal I don't deal in that kind of madness. Hmm. I don't know. I don't really deal in that kind of madness. Yeah. So, well, yeah. Was that radio silence? No, I thought you were still talking. So, and we don't. It's, it's no dead air around here, because you know I can um, I can quickly put some sound effects in. You know what I'm saying? I can crack a couple jokes, or if it get quiet, I just do one of these. You know, we can have some crickets going on in the background. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, you know. Or, you know what I'm saying, when I say something good and everybody cheer for me, then, you know. <laughs> you know, I'm awesome like that. You know, I get standing ovations. People love me. Cause I, 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 yeah. Huh? I said you are awesome like that. Yeah. I, I, it's like I said, I like your radio voice. You got, you got a lot of nice things going on on this. You know, I've been working on yeah. my deep baritone, very white imitation really well lately. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> how the, how how that old guy do? Mojo in the evening. All in your voice boxes. Yeah, tune in to the Bag of Nut Show. With your boy, Belly D. Williams, and my man Face in the building. With my special guest tonight miss michelle is on the building everybody let's hit let's give it up for a little miss michelle right here i'm just saying i know i just see so now since you're on the show i have to know tell tell the people about miss michelle i want to know the writer the activist 
Tell the people who okay. you are. Okay. There's, there's a lot of exciting things about Michelle. One, I am an activist. Um, I haven't really had an easy life. So all the things that most black people go through, I've pretty much been through. So I'm against violence. I'm against people mistreating other people. Um, most definitely domestic violence in either direction, whether it's man to woman or woman to man, definitely against that. I I am for my black people. Most people, some people call me racist. I am not at all racist. I'm just extremely pro-black. And I like to keep my people informed. I will defend you in public, but correct you in private. Most definitely. Okay. I I'm not a follower. If I believe in something, I'm going after it with my whole heart. That's just me. As far as a writer, I've written about six books. I published one. Goodness. Um, when I put it up. I'm sorry? I said goodness. Yeah, I've written about six books. I only published one. And I published that one, and it didn't go as well as I I hoped it would. So What's the name? I didn't republish it. What's the name? Is it still and available? It's still available. It's on Amazon. What's the name? Or of any place? online. Um, Born Evil, Three Sisters. Okay. Written, written by myself. And what, what's the story? About? And I, I really don't. I, that's what I was going to say. I really don't want to talk about that book because I don't intend on actually going back with it. So, okay, I'm gonna just okay. leave it where it's at. Okay, but that's still part of your legacy. But, but I respect that. I respect that. But thanks for asking. I appreciate that. No problem. So yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I love my black people. I, I love people in general. So we have so many things against us. We have our own people against us. We have Mexicans, Caucasians, Italians, even Africans. We have so many people coming against us. At least if we have, if we establish us older generations, start teaching the younger generation, hey, you got to look out for each other. Then at some point, if we stop killing each other, if we start setting up for each other, then other people will stop killing us and degrading us, women and men. You know, it's kind of like the bully effect going on right now. The black community is being bullied by everybody around us in the world. So, with everyone. That, with that being said, do you think we're being bullied by our own selves also? Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like, I'm going to use this analogy. You know how there's five people in a family, mm-hmm. right? But the mother, for whatever reason, doesn't put, like, put one child. Could be for the father. Could be because they remind them or something or whatever. This child could be smart, could be intelligent, could be loving, could be fun. But because this mother has something against this child, all the other children doesn't attack that child. That's how the world is. If you look at black people, we are smart, we are intelligent, we are creative, we are trendsetters. And even with that, even with people knowing this about us, Stealing ideas, stealing creations, stealing inventions, stealing everything they could from us, they still attack us. They still bully us. And no matter how much we fight, and which we will continue to fight, it gets harder and harder. Not just for the older generation, but for the generation to come too, because they see the world the world beating them down. And if us and our own community are not living, lifting us up, 
then who's lifting us up to let the newer generation know that there is something out there to fight for? We should not be advocating this hard to get black people out there to vote. We know it's our God-given right. We fought for it. We still fight for it. It should be something that's automatic. Our voices matter. Our opinions matter. And because they've been pushed down so hard for so long, there's so many of us that don't know that, that don't believe that our thoughts, beliefs, opinions, all of those matter. You know, sometimes, And not just our life. Sometimes, you know, a lot of people that I personally know feel they shouldn't vote or don't have to vote because they say their voice doesn't matter, my voice doesn't count, or anything of that nature. Sometimes I feel that they personally just want to, their spirit is broken from having to fight so hard and so long for it. Then the people that's around them keep telling them, it don't matter. It don't matter. Our vote don't count. It don't count. But at the end of the day, it do count. It does matter. You need to, you need personally need to go out there and see who's out there running, how they feel. I don't know if you're a Democrat or a Republican. You need to find a person that goes along with your views and your opinion on what your agenda is and go forward. Like the senator from South Carolina, he said, I have no problem with African Americans. He said he have no problem with the blacks or any other race, as long as they go anywhere in this state and be conservative. And basically what he's saying, I don't have a problem with you as long as you're a good person. And I'm not even going to say this word, but he's basically saying, I don't have a problem with you as long as you're a good ninja. If you're a good ninja, I don't have a problem with you. But as long as, once you start speaking up, and making your opinions and beliefs heard, then I have a problem with you. Is that yeah, what you're saying? He's saying, "Yeah, you you were good. You were good, little boy. Come on, boy. You do what you t- you do what daddy tell you to do. I'm oh, my bad. You do what master tell you to do, and I got no problem with you. You can go get you a job. You can go be good. But boy, you get out of place, and we got some wheels and a rope for you. That's what it sounds like to me. And that's what." Like, like, like the good, like the good boy John James, personally in my state of Michigan, he's one of them good boys, because this guy, he got he know how to say the right thing, because he's being coached to say the right thing. He has a Caucasian, mm-hmm. he has a Caucasian wife with mixed children, but every time you see him in the commercial, you don't see not one black person around him. Except for his father. And you only seen him and his father in a commercial maybe about 16 times. The rest of them be trying to lift lift up everybody else and don't want to lift up his own kind. And he stand, mm-hmm. he stand behind Donald Trump 2,000%. Because he done more for the black community than anyone have next to Lincoln. Quote. Who has? That's what Donald J. Trump say. And John James said he support him 2,000%. Okay. It's almost like Donald Trump feels this way. I give you a shirt. And to the public, he gives you a shirt. He helps you putting that shirt on. But he has one of his coronies pulling the thread. So by the time the camera go off, the thread he even pulled on that shirt, then, then unravel that shirt. And that shirt means nothing to you. It has no benefit. Donald, shirt, Donald Trump gave you his shirt in front of people, but when he pulled that thread, you have nothing left when the camera's so off. So he is essentially he isn't giving you anything. 
course not. You only get what I allow you to have, and I only allow you to have so much until I feel it's enough. Especially with the pandemic going on, the president is also saying, even though you may need this money, until you vote, I'm not giving no money out. I'm not giving no more input on the stimulus package until after the election when I win. Then you can get some money. So basically, he's threatening the American people into believing I will give you money only when you vote for me. If you don't vote for me, I'm not giving you no money. Well, you know that's called extortion. That's what it's that, hey, right out of extortion. But no one wants to pick that for up. For money that doesn't belong to him. Right. That's extortion with money that doesn't belong to him. I mean, he paid on Stormy Daniels with money that didn't belong to him either, but they all swept that up under the rug also. Yeah. He does a lot of illegal things, uh, treasonous things um, that is just swept under the rug. No one pays attention to it. Or they're too afraid to speak up on it. Because he'll talk you under the table and you get upset and so frustrated, you'd rather walk away from arguing with a stupid person, but the things he's doing is strategic to make you walk away from him. So you won't have anything to say. But if somebody decides... Or he'll put, turn a Twitter on you. Oh, well, he can be a Twitter gangster too, like everybody else being Twitter <laughs> gangsters. If he, he really don't want to go into a verbal sparring battle and really put them gloves on and really take on somebody that know their stuff and willing to fight him back and not willing to back down. A lot of people are scared to back down to Donald Trump because, especially look at the NFL, all of them need to be fired because you're taking a knee against police brutality. Um, Did I shoot somebody? Did I cause a riot? Did I do anything? I took a knee. I should be fired because I stand up for what I believe in. If I don't believe that's being one of them good old bo- one of them good old boys from South Carolina with someone, I'm not one of them good old boys. I'm gonna sit here and fight against the system. If I have to be a martyr for that, then so be it. But personally, I'm not gonna sit here and take the madness. I will fight you tooth and nail until the end of time, until you see my point of view. We can agree to disagree, but you're not gonna put your knee on my neck and not let me breathe. I'm not that man in Minnesota. Yeah. You can't do that to me. But see, you, you don't, you can't, you can't fault him for not fighting back. You you, never, you don't know what he's been through or what he went through to allow himself to be choked to death slowly. No, I'm not. I'm or not to even be brutal, or even brutalized. Any black man, any, any person. You no, say not, you're not like that man and so-and-so. For any person, you don't know what that person has been. Sometimes fear in itself keeps you from doing anything or defending yourself. But you don't know what that person's state of mind was to not fight back. They're believing if I don't fight back, I, I have a better chance of living. But if I do fight back, I will surely die. But, but they die anyway. But the thing about it is he could have fought back, which he could have. If he wasn't in handcuffs on the ground, how much more can resisting arrest be? If you handcuffed on the ground, you can't move when you got four other people holding you down. Then one decided to just put his neck, put his knee on your neck and have his hands resting on his hips. So, yeah, 
how, I hear what you're saying, but this is what infuriates me. But that's what I'm, that, that's only, the only thing about what I'm saying is I'm not gonna allow you to put me in chains. Then you're gonna abuse me more on top of it. That's what I'm. That's my point. I hear I'm what making. you're saying. Mm-hmm. I hear what you're saying. I get you. But it is it's no one will never know how to handle that situation unless you're in it. We can all sit and blow the trumpets on I wouldn't do this. I wouldn't do that. I would have done this. I would have done that. We don't know. We we have no idea until we be in that situation. True. And you could hear people in the background. I know what I would do. No, you don't. Yeah, you don't know what you would do. Yeah, that's just like people always. What was it? Two thousand twelve. When people saying if Trump become president, they finna move out the country. But them saying people still here. <laughs> Y'all niggas yeah. are still here. Each and every one of you. That was hilarious. I'm moving out of the country. I'm going to move to Canada. Guess what? Nigga, move to Canada. Guess what's going to happen? Well, oh, you still here? I thought you was leaving. See, what had happened was... Yeah, okay. All right. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. Let me ask you a question. Sure, go ahead. Why are you so comfortable with using the N-word? Whether it's... Whether it's... This in in leisure conversation or just in general. Why are you so comfortable? Why are you so any black male? I can I, I guess I can't say you can speak on all black men, but as far as you, why are you so comfortable with using the N word? Um, why am I so personally comfortable using it? Because I don't use it as just talking about black people and everything. I use it as for what the definition mean of it. You know what I'm saying? An ignorant, lazy person. So, I'm saying, I don't care if you white, you can be a nigga. I don't care if you black, you can be one. Mexican, Asian, Puerto Rican, or whatever whatever your nationality that you want to claim, or whatever you is, whether if you male, female, or other, you know what I'm saying? Whatever it is. If you fit in that description, that's what you are to me. So, that's why. That's the only reason why. I, everyone in society knows that the n-word what the de- what the true definition is but that doesn't change the fact that was mostly that when you use the word black people in a, in a derogatory way in a right. demeaning way so knowing that why would you even put it make it a part of your vocabulary and if you want to change the way black people talk and look at each other why not stop that word not using it because even if you call a Mexican the N-word or a Caucasian the N-word, it doesn't have that much effect as it does when you use it toward a black man. Okay, so at work, one of my employees mm-hmm. was driving a bus. <laughs> okay. And he stopped on the brakes a little bit too hard. So one of the passengers who rides free not paying any money, said, I hate all you ends. But I, see, I see why you get, you ends get shot and killed every day because you're stupid. You're dumb. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he just went on and on. Why don't you take your dumb NAs ninja asses back to Africa? I mean, he just said so many hateful things 
using the N word over and over to this black man. And this black man makes three hundred dollars an hour. And this man who's catching the bus to free us is coming from the grocery store. And he talked to him in such a demeaning way, and the black man became so upset that he fainted. Out cold. Fainted. Now that's how much power that word has. Why use it? He said, we had to go to England. We had to take him off the bus and put someone else on it. Because he could no longer continue. He was so upset. So he had to choose between being demeaned and holding on to his job. That should never be a story to a man. It should never be a story. But because that word has such power and he chose to hold on to his job, he was so upset that he fainted. Why use that in our, in our family for any reason? Leisurely or otherwise? Socially or otherwise? Why, why use it? I don't, I don't, I never get a, I never get people who does that. Well. But hey, to each his own. Yeah, that's all the niggas say too, is to each his own, you know, so. I can't speak for anybody else. I can only speak for me. You know, I I say it. Sometimes I shouldn't say it, but I do. Because. No, it's not sometimes you shouldn't say it. None of the time you should say it. Be- because you become so comfortable. You become so comfortable not, with it. And I'm not saying not you per se, you. Not sometimes, as in sometimes I use it in certain situations. Sometimes I use it in those situations. I'm saying sometimes it's just, you know, sometimes it just comes out when I'm trying to not trying to say it because it had become a part of me whether it's you know it became a part of me but from seeing it on tv seeing it in a negative way it has become a part of me and sometimes and i do work on it i try honestly i do try but it comes out so yeah that's like cussing and canon and everything like that it comes out because it it comes out it's a part of me until i can really clear myself until i can be able to truly clear myself of that then mm-hmm. it's gonna come out. So every day I get up and I work at it. I, it's not. It's like losing weight. You can It's just not gonna happen overnight. You just gotta keep working at it. That's a true statement. That's a true statement. Yeah. It's it's just such a horrible, horrible word. And I wish we could just ban it from the from the English vocabulary. Uh, it was legal. You know what the thing about that is though Even a few years back When they were talking about they finna bury it I don't even remember if it was Jesse Jackson or uh, Sharpton when they had a funeral for the word And whatnot. They I think make, it was Sharpton mm-hmm. They made a big old spectacle about it I think that was the stupidest thing in the world Because you making a spectacle you yeah. bringing, You bringing more attention to it Than necessary you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Mm-hmm. The best way to do it is to spread with each person individually. You know what I'm saying? Then it starts spreading. You know what I'm saying? So, if one person decides to stop, so this, cool. Then mm-hmm. the next person decides to stop, cool. But it's not just going to be, oh, I'm done. It's not overnight. Okay. Since you have such a, since you have such a good platform, I'm going to challenge you to not use the word again. 
You up for the challenge? I will accept the challenge and I will do my best. <laughs> All right. Nothing in life is guaranteed except death and taxes. <laughs> except death and taxes. <laughs> but you do have Unless control over what you say and do. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you Trump. But I can do my best. That I can promise you, I would do my best. Okay. So the other twelve shows I done done, well, hey, that don't count because that that was already no, they're already done. Yeah, that's already. But we talking about from here forward. From this moment, I challenge you and your and your partner. I don't know about. I can't speak for that man because that man. Uh, I mean, is he there with you? No, he ain't here. No, no. Oh, okay. No, he's not here. I can't speak on no one else. I can only speak on myself. So, hey, I'm trying to get Disney. Um, I'm trying to be Disney PG. I'm trying to be politically correct. Eventually, I'm gonna get there, but you know. Yeah, everything is a work in progress. You know. Yeah, like me. Getting a, like me getting a six pack. It's a work in progress. I'm gonna get there. <laughs> but, but until but until then, I'm gonna enjoy my stretch marks and my jelly. In my belly. Look, stress mark adds flavor. That's what I'm talking about. That's you what? know what I'm saying? But one they thing, flavor. But one thing though is very painful, very painful in the world. You get a bee sting inside of a stretch mark, it will cripple you. It will take you to your knees. <laughs> it can make the strong man cry. Cause I had a bee sting in my shirt, huh? You had a bee sting in your stretch mark? I had a bee sting in my stretch mark. It made me cry. I had tears. It stung me right in the shoulder. I hit my knees like, oh, the world is coming to an end. Because it was right It was right dead smack in the middle. It was like that bee came out of nowhere. I'm like, I got you. You know what I'm saying? I just, yeah. hit, I just mm-hmm. hit the knees like, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's a new one. Put a bee sting in your stretch mark. All right. I'm just saying, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to suck on my shoulder, trying to get the poison out. Like I got bit by a rattlesnake and whatnot, and I couldn't get it. I'm like, I can't get it. I can't reach it. I can't reach it. But, you know, hey, it is what it is. At least you try. At least you try to get it, you know? Hey. So how did you get the bee sting out? Did it leave the stinger in there? Oh, no, I got the stinger out, but uh, it still hurt it. It hurt it for like four days. It's very painful. Yeah, I can believe that. Well, okay. It was good talking with you. I'm going to get off this phone. And, uh, of course, we'll talk again. All right, so we're going to get up out of here. Just to let you know, this is the belt. This is the Off the Script Podcast Show with your boy Belly D with my special guest tonight, Miss Michelle. I'd like to say thank y'all for coming out. God bless you. See you next time, man. I'm out.